Hi everyone, it's Richard here. Just before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to say that we used a few visual track maps in today's episode. I've included links to the websites we've used in the description of this episode. Uh, so yeah, enjoy. So hello and welcome to episode five of the Turn 5 podcast. I'm delighted to say we're back up to full strength this week. Ben's back. Hey, Yay. welcome back, Ben. Um, so yeah, it's myself, uh, Nia, Alex, Richard and Ben are all here. So this week uh, we've got our dream circuits and a dream calendar alongside the preview for the Portuguese Grand Prix as it's double race week, um, first double hedge of the season. And we'll also talk about the carnage, I think is the best way to describe it, that was the Valencia E-Prix. Um, so let's just get going. Dream circuits. Um, for this first part, we're going to be talking about circuits that aren't currently on the Formula One calendar. Um, and that obviously being the finalised 2021 calendar that we would like to see. We're disregarding FIA grades. Um, so don't don't be going in the comments. So that's a grade two circuit. I can't host Formula One. We know. <laughs> um, we just <laughs> We just love to see the cars there anyway. So... Who wants to go first? Any circuits that you well, really want to see on the calendar that aren't there at the moment? I think um, when we, well, because well, we got, we've got a dream calendar section, haven't we? And yeah. the most difficult part for me was where, when I was doing this earlier was the American ones because there's so many. Hmm. And obviously, you know, I think F1, has, they put a YouTube video out recently, didn't they, of the best F1 moments in America or something. And yeah. there were so many different, like, places wasn't there they all seem to be weird street configurations <laughs> yeah most yeah of, most yeah. of the american ones are street circuits let's ignore mm. the caesar's palace grand prix i think it was and vegas that, that ran yeah. in two different configurations as well yeah so. mm. i mean i narrowed it down for the american ones to uh, is it sebring or sebring the way you, how do you pronounce it? I don't even know. I think know. it's Sebring. Yeah, I think it's depends where you're from. Yeah. That's how the introduction goes on Forza. So I'm going to go for yeah. Sebring. And Laguna Seca as well. That's, um, mm. yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you can't really go around the corkscrew in an F1 car. I mean, you can try. But yeah, it's, it's all hypothetical, isn't it? But um, yeah. Well, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, when I was thinking about sort of circuits that I'd like to see. I wasn't really up. I'm quite happy with Kota. Yeah. I yeah. love Circuit of the Americas. Um and I think it works really well as a United States Grand Prix. Obviously we're getting the Miami Grand Prix next year. Um so that'll be interesting to see we're going to have two races in the States unless they drop Kota, which I hope they don't. Um because it's a fantastic venue. I, I can't see them dropping it purely because of Liberty. Well. So. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're still going to have the US race, so it's whether or not Miami is not going to be the Miami Grand Prix, it's going to become the United States Grand Prix. I guess uh, not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd time will tell. Yeah, time will tell when the 2022 calendar starts being announced. Um, I'd love to see the Kimi Ring yeah. and. Finland, um, I think that's a fantastic venue. 
and we have to go to Africa somehow. Um, yeah. Kailame probably the main candidate, but there's there's other circuits across, but definitely Kailame would be the main one for for hitting Africa because we can't have a world championship and just ignore the one of the biggest continents. Antarctic Grand Prix incoming. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Riken would win that one. Oh, 100%. Or Bottas. Oh, oh come on. Yeah. Riken has got the like three years of rally experience under his belt. He's, well, we, he's got that in the bag. We basically had it with the uh, Turkey qualifying last year anyway. It was basically <laughs> yeah. on ice. Yeah. So. Maybe well, Lance I mean, Stroll. Lance in, Stroll ended up on pole, yeah. In a, in a lot of ways, it was kind of like the first lap of Portugal from last year because yeah. everyone was skidding around and then Raikkonen went from like 16th to 9th in the first five corners. Um, science as well, going <laughs> from 7th to 1st. That seems to be the way. Absolutely, it seems. The cars that don't long, warm up their but... tyres, yeah. <laughs> It's the cars that don't warm up their tyres so well always seem to benefit from that sort of situation, don't they? Which is... Yeah. Yeah, it happened in Imola as well after everyone pitted the slicks. So, it's yeah, weird situation, yeah. Um, ben, any circuits that you would love to see appear on the calendar that aren't there already? I'd love to see Donington Park back. I don't mm. know how it would work. You call it the, like... Leicestershire Grand Prix. <laughs> Everyone would love to see that, but it would just—it would just be so cool to have them go round there, especially going round seven, eight to get on the back straight to the little chicane down to the hairpin. Yeah, watch an F one car going down there would be cool. It's the only issue I think with it would be how wide the track is especially with this year's cars, but hopefully given 2022 cars, they can follow better and be a lot narrower. Yeah. It, um, it nearly came onto Canada like, a few years ago, didn't it? And, yeah. Instead of Silverstone. But yeah, this it's the thing. Like, There's always talk, there's sometimes talk about a London Grand Prix, isn't there? But it's the thing. Do I we really want to? Because Silverstone is such like a big event. Yeah. Do we really want some of and that I mean, taken away. Yeah, I think London way. streets and stuff. I don't see how well suited they would be to a Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause we obviously had the F1 live event in London, um, a couple of years ago. But yeah, I, I don't know if I could see how well racing would. Go. I guess we'll find out. Um, because we're having the London E Prix later this year. Um. Like Formula it's... One cars tearing through the XL centre. <laughs> well, I've seen like a layout where it goes like through Buckingham Palace or something, like through through like the gates of Buckingham Palace. It's going to go down well with the Royal Guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the main straight is like the um I don't know what it's called the uh the big well, the, you know the mall. road before. Is it the mall? Yeah, the mall. Yeah. However they that's that's road. like the main DRS straight. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Turn one through the Queen's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think I would want to see a race in London. I think festivals, yes. Race, no. Um, yeah. Any others, cool. Ben? Yeah. I'd love to see India back. Hmm. I'm, I, I've just dropped a, a link into the Discord chat just so you can have a look at the, the track layout of this track. 
And this is a very, very oddball pick because it was only run once and that was back in 1959. So technically this track no longer exists, uh, but it's the, uh, the Avis or the Automobile Verkehrsbund Übungsstrasse, uh, which literally translates to automobile traffic and train road. Mm. Uh, basically, it's an 8.3-kilometer <laughs> circuit that is just up and down a section of autobahn. I will pull it up for <laughs> our viewers to be able to see. Here we are. The bit that I really want to see is the banking. So mm. it's got a, a picture underneath. Uh, it says Indianapolis's... Uh, Banked corner is about 11 degrees. Daytona is about 31. I looked up uh, the old Monza circuit and that's about 30 degrees. The banking on this is 43 degrees. Oh, it would rip the tires to shreds. And that is kind of what I want to see. <laughs> it would just Need be so I ridiculous. remind you of the 2005 United States Grand Prix <laughs> Indianapolis? We would, we would very much need a specialised tyre set for this Grand Prix. Mm. But, I mean, if you put it at the right point in the calendar, it would be like a an even more Monzery Monza because everyone would want to take a brand new power chain for it because if you're down on power at any point that's that's game over you're gonna come last so yeah i mean that's one of the ones but just picked. the drs city <laughs> literally you just need two drs zones and that's 90 percent of the circuit there probably <laughs> wouldn't be very much overtaking because basically everyone would have drs because there's nowhere to pull a gap. It, it would it would turn into Formula NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. It just reminds me of it's like the Mario Kart track. It's like Baby Park or something with eight laps. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just going like that. <laughs> I have a feeling this might go slightly quicker than the 200cc version of that. Though. Mm, just a <laughs> little. Give, give Nikita Mazepin like the bullet bill, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on some guide rails. Mm. Send him around. Um, other than that, um, I, I'd quite like to go back to the Fuji Speedway because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, there was a point where they were like, oh, we'll alternate between Fuji and Suzuka and then it was just kind of like, we'll just go to Suzuka. But I would quite like to yeah. go back to Fuji. Um, maybe somewhere like Jerez as well. So mm. we haven't raced there since 97. It's just on Spain, actually. Um, the circuit ricardo tormo which held the valencia epre its full layout would actually be quite good and um, it's held gp2 races so uh, i guess in theory it could but yeah no I, i'd be quite interested to see that um, and it is a grade one circuit as well nice uh other than that i think i mean others i'll cover in um in my actual like calendar um but the, the real, if you're going to go out there, go out there side of me, says run Pescara again. It's the longest track ever run in a Formula One calendar. It's longer than the Nordschleife. But it basically, the, the track basically just makes, it's got two very long straights and then a really technical wiggly section down the bottom. It's like 25 kilometres a lap. So we so need like eight just... laps. 
a stretched out version of Bahrain Outer. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. Um, the undercut you'd get. Imagine, <laughs> yeah. you got, imagine you got a puncture at turn one. You oh, oh, no. That, Lewis you would, just would not park. have won that if his tyre You would just, just park. Yeah. <laughs> you just get out and walk. It'd be you'd have, have like different pit crews. Like, you'd have to have like four people every couple of kilometres or something. Yeah. Four pit lanes. Yeah. Just have like a road where it just like goes round and back on itself just you can go back into the pits. Um, Nia, what would you like to see? Um, so I'm just going off because we were meant to have a guest on here, Mason, but he wasn't here and I didn't, I wasn't able to have to do the dream calendar. So I'm just reading Mason's, but on he has, uh, God, I lost him now, Malaysia. I don't know if that's on the calendar now. Uh, that's uh, been dropped. Yeah, South Africa, yeah. Kalami, I think it's how you pronounce yeah, it. Kalami, yeah, Kalami. And Argentina, Auto Drama, Oscar, Juan, Galvez. Those are mm. Mason's one. And for me, just being patriotic, I'd like to see one in Wales because nothing <laughs> ever comes to Wales and I'm Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know there was grade. a rumour of um, someone wanting to build a grade one circuit on the Scottish coast. Um, <laughs> I think that got dispelled pretty quickly, but I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> you get some changeable weather conditions there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We well, do no, no, those... you wouldn't. It would rain. Well, rain. actually, yeah. It would, be... it would just rain. <laughs> the only yeah, changeable like... bit is the torrential level. Yeah, it's <laughs> how heavy the rain would be. Well, you get like a tyre allocation, don't you, every weekend? Like eight sets of softs, four mediums, whatever. It would be like eight sets of intermediates and then like two sets of dries. Well, yeah, there's always a there's always a document um, comes out from the stewards at the end of a Friday, saying um, looking at the weather forecast, they either are or aren't approving an extra set of inters um, for the weekend. And it's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think if there was ever a race in Scotland, they would just be approving that extra set of inters every time. Yeah, in uh, go back to the the Wales one. There is a circuit in Anglesey, which I know the W series are testing on. Uh, Anglesey circuit, what a surprise, in Welsh is Chakmon. But, <laughs> but there is that, but I don't know how well it would be for racing. Hold on. Uh, mm. I'll put it in Discord now, just to... I don't know how well that would be for um, F1. Kind of reminds me of Zandvoort in a way. Yeah, that's a little... Once again, I'll I'll bring it up yeah. and share my screen, so yeah, our, just, just our video the, viewers can see it. Just being the Welsh person I am, I just want to see one in Wales because I don't have to travel all the way over to Silverstone. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, d I don't know how well the racing would be because it it would look like just a sheer power circuit. Mm. There's no really technical section. Um, mm, the, the the closest thing you get is like rocket through peel Siemens. Yeah, and that that'd be about it really. But I think really um, it's just going to be how good your exit is from onto the the Tom Price Straight. To yeah, dive bombs. And I'm, the I'm seeing DRS City up the Tom Price Straight yeah. out the other side, and then probably from Church right through to Rocket. Yeah, would be, be some... a massive DRS straight as well. well. I mean, it depends how well you can follow through church, really. Like one thirty R in reverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben, so um, 
sorry, yeah, Ben, you were saying about India, weren't you? As well. That was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I got that actually agree. Problem. I mean, I don't know. I don't think the Indian Grand Prix was all that great. It if was. I like, remember back. I remember it was like India and Korea. Everyone kind of they were together, weren't they, in Canada? Yeah. And everyone kind of like associated them with Sebastian Vettel boring Red Bull wins. <laughs> Because he, apart from 2010 career, he won like every year, didn't he? But um, it, I actually, I don't know. I remember on the on the F1 game, I really enjoyed the career track, but and the India one, I guess there's a lot. Of, there was a lot of interest, wasn't there? Like you got big crowds. Yeah, well, it's, so, it's, um, there's a huge. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge populace, so it's always going to be. You know, mm. Yeah, there's always going to be someone that likes the sport. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, it's the it's the kind of like oh a percentage of the population of that country likes it but as soon as you put that in like india or china it's like that's a more than most countries sort of level of following yeah. so i mean yeah it's from a, a business point of view it would make sense to have an indian grand prix because that will bring in a lot of spectators because there's a big enough following for it but at the same time it's is it going to be the best racing sort of thing? So, yeah, like say a billion people in India, if 10% like Formula One, that's a hundred million. Silverstone's weekend attendance at the 2019 race, I think, was something like 350,000. So, record, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that just sort of shows you um, the, the difference there, but. Yeah, no, definitely. A lot of strong suggestions for circuits, and we'll talk a bit more later on when we do dream calendars. Um, but moving on for now, let's stay in Spain and let's talk the Valencia E-Prix. Um, so race one was definitely Exciting. interesting. Exciting. Van Dorn qualified on pole and then because of a clerical error had all his lap times deleted. They, were, they um, missed like one number yeah, off the, the num- Yeah, missed a number off the serial number from the tyres. So he got so all his harsh. times deleted and sent to the back of the grid. Um, and finished third. <laughs> um, Nick De Vries won the race. But we had nine finishers yeah <laughs> let's let's discuss so uh, i'll kick it off from a a haven't seen a lot of formula e content before sort of viewpoint the ending was weird because you're sat there going oh okay they've got two laps left 15 percent energy remaining and then it suddenly drops to like four and yeah and you're thinking, well, they used more percent than that per lap, and what's going on here? And then you're suddenly starting to figure out that most of the field does not have enough energy to get home. And it just kind of took the what was set to be a an interesting two-lap sprint into a who can leave the, the least out of their battery but still get yeah. around the circuit who actually finishes a race yeah. and where do they place it, it, was, it wasn't a it wasn't a race it was a an energy conservation parade at the end which mm. I didn't I didn't really 
enjoy. <laughs> See, I think that's been a thing for a lot of people who've who've came to Formula E this season because it's gained world championship status. Um, so that sort of thrust it into the limelight from the FIA's point of view. Um, I've been following Formula E since se- season five when it got that deal with the BBC for all its races to be shown live. So that made it accessible to me. I didn't know where to watch it before. Um, and I love it. I think it's great. The racing's fantastic. But this rule came in at the start about energy deductions, came in at the start of series, uh, season six because the drivers and the teams weren't happy during season five that after a safety car, energy management went out the window. So the FIA came up with the idea of, right, fine. If we go to full course yellow, which is Formula E's version of the virtual safety car, or we go to the safety car, um, we'll take one kilowatt hour of energy away from the usable energy amount per minute behind the safety car or the the VSC. I just don't think anyone ever expected five safety cars in one race. I think that's the most I've ever seen. Um, And credit to the Spanish marshals, they were rapid in cleaning um, most of the incidents. But that last one, I think, took about eight minutes. And that's where most of the energy came from. Um, I think 19 kilowatt hours were removed in total, and most of it was from the final safety car. Um, so I, I can understand where people are saying it a bit farcical, but the, the teams asked for it. The, the drivers wanted it. They didn't want the energy management to just go out the window. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's in a way that's similar in respect to Formula One and fuel saving. Um, yeah. When refueling got thrown out the window um, for safety reasons, um, then it became a how well can you how efficient is your engine and how well can you get power out of it sort of yeah deal so but even but that's the thing with with formula one once you go behind a safety car you can you know well on the on the game at least you can just chuck it in lean mix and save an extra lap of fuel or whatever yeah um and you never really see any of the teams complaining about it in Formula One, even though it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe just like fine tuning the Formula mm-hmm. E rule. Yes, yeah. I'm. I completely understand why. In terms of a, they want to make it, you know, a balance between speed and energy conservation. But at the same time, I still want it to be a race, mm-hmm. not slow motion driving. Um, yeah. So I think they I think the rule as a whole is okay. I just think they need to tweak the uh severity of it because yeah. it, it seemed to come down really heavy-handedly at the end of that round. Maybe half a kilowatt hour pair. Yeah, and then they the would have been yeah. left with like what eight percent power on average. Yeah. And then you can just go pedal to the metal, go. But then, do, do you punish the teams who did manage their energy properly? Like, Mer- both Mercedes cars made it to the line. Yeah, um, but you look at the... Other, other cars actually made it to the line with energy to spare. Um, they weren't on, like, the 0.1 that some teams were on. 
I was going to say stuff will cross the line with like 0.1%, didn't we? Yeah, yeah Stoffel was about. a bit in, in a worse position than De Vries. De Vries yeah. managed his energy beautifully. Van Dorn started the last lap in like 15th, didn't he? That's where, and he finished third. Yeah. yeah, because everyone in yeah. front of him just yeah. ran out of energy. I mean, well, he started the second to last lap. That's the other thing. And yeah. um, yeah. everyone was expecting Da Costa to keep the pack bunched up and to make sure he didn't cross the line until the clock hit zero. Da Costa gunned it early. Um, and that caught all the teams by surprise. And so he crossed the line with something like 10 seconds to go, which meant there was another two laps rather than another one lap. I think he was on the, the thought train of, even if I leave it right until the line, I'm either going to lose the position or not going to have the energy. So I, I don't know. Um, I can kind of see why he's bolted, but at the same time, it's kind of like, would he have, would it have mattered if he hadn't bolted as early as he did? Yeah. yeah he I still did. finished, actually, the Costa. Yeah. I think about four minutes down on De Vries, but he did finish. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't know how many of you, just like speaking of De Costa, I don't know how many of you saw, but motorsport.com um, tweeted saying, Formula E response to end of the Valencia E Prix saying, Antonio Felix De Costa made life difficult by not slowing down enough before the restart. And then he retweeted it saying, I'm sorry, but I can't accept this. If I go even slower under safety car, how many teams would have protested me at the end? Also, if I go slower, they would have produced more energy. Today is only on the hands of the FIA to save us from all of this. Honestly, probably none in terms of teams protesting. Mm -hmm. Because as I say, he gunned it so early on the circuit. Um, I think he started pushing out of turn 11 or 12 and there's still that chicane at the end. Um, and and it's his prerogative. You can't protest a car pacing the field through sector three because that's, that is his prerogative as the lead driver. Um, and also, as he said, if he'd reduce, if he'd slowed down, he would, they the FIA would have reduced more yeah. energy. It so. would have been another kilowatt hour because it probably would have counted as another minute. Yeah. But I guess the difference is there it would have been one lap as opposed to yeah. two. So they'd all have made it to the line. Mm. Um, so I don't think the championship should have necessarily said um, that Da Costa made life difficult. I mean, if that's a quote from like a presenter or something, fair enough, that's okay. Um, but if it, that's an official statement from the championship, then that's that's not so great. But I, I can understand sort of where that line of thinking came from because it's not fully incorrect. I mean, the thing, the whole thing about the comparison with F one, I don't remember ever since it's ever since refueling has been banned. I don't remember anyone ever like running out of fuel or having to coast the last lap. I don't think that's ever happened, has it? There was a race that kept getting mentioned. Um, I can't remember for the life of me which race it was, but it was being mentioned all over Twitter. And the sort of fallout to this is, oh, it happened to Formula One. And, like, multiple cars broke down, having run out of fuel. But... I mean, there was that Monaco race that, like, years and years ago, wasn't there, that they sometimes show on the, on YouTube, where, like, four leaders broke down on the last yeah. lap. That was when... I mean, well, what, in when recent three years, people finished. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember it. Like, 
I, uh, the yeah. only the only thing that comes close to that I can remember is the occasional team radio from sort of the early 2010s that was like you're marginal on fuel so and that was it like, yeah, nobody ever actually that. ran out of it mm. so no, sorry it seems I was wrong um the Costa didn't finish the Costa got disqualified I was gonna say because he just kept going didn't he like even though he'd no no he slowed energy. down oh did he um yeah he slowed down the finishers were the recent first, uh, Nico Muller in second, 13 seconds down. Uh, Stoffel in third, 34 seconds down, but he had a penalty. Um, Nick Cassidy, Rennie Rast, Robin Franks, Lucas Degrassi, 2 minutes 41 down. Uh, Jake Dennis, 3 minutes 7 down. And then jean Verne. Four minutes nineteen seconds down on the leader. That is a bit mad. Yeah. It wow. it was it was a bit strange and it's definitely the the weirdest end I've ever seen in a Formula E race. But don't get me wrong, I still really enjoyed the race. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it creates drama, doesn't it? It's never short of drama. It's always always seems to be something every week, like I guess it's, yeah. it's the debate. You know, some people say, oh, it's embarrassing the Formula E. It's a joke of a series, whatever. But I guess in some ways, it's not necessarily because of racing, but I guess it did <laughs> create headlines. Yeah, we had um, one, two, three, four, five disqualifications, three exclusions, which I'm not too sure what the difference is, but that's what it says on their website. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven did not finish us in that race. So in a field of 24, 15 cars didn't classify somehow. However, we went racing again the next day, which went a lot smoother. Um, I missed that one. Yeah, I, I that, kind of missed that one as well. We only had one car not finished, and that was Stoffel, which made me sad. Yeah, I um, thought him I, As a Mercedes fan, I, yeah. I was quite surprised by that, though, because... Um, when I was I was listening to the 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 Saturday races, what round five was that? Yeah, yeah. Saturday um, was round five, and and it was like, oh yeah, the weather forecast for tomorrow is even worse than today. Yeah, and then it was dry. Well, <laughs> it was <laughs> wet. What? It was wet in qualifying, um, but dry in the race. But it was only actually wet for part of qualifying. Which is why the two Mercedes cars, which have generally looked a class of their own at times this season, um, qualified in 19th and 20th. One and then got that... promoted because of a couple of penalties. But um, yeah, it was wet for Group 1 and then it was drying out for the rest of it. So anyone in Group 1 had no chance of reaching Super Bowl yeah. um, or even ranking anywhere up there. One thing that's like slightly confusing me is that Venturi Racing has, I think it is literally the same car as Mercedes, obviously because Susie Wolf and Toto Wolf, yeah. Mm. Um, but it's really confusing me because a lot of the time you will see the Venturis are the, have the lowest amount of power left when they show like the rankings. They're usually the lowest, but they have the same car and the Mercedes usually up there in like levels of how much power they have it's like that's really confused to me and i think they said it in commentary as well it's like that always happens so it's like how mm. 
I guess it's, it's probably to do with the drivers more than anything Maybe, or the yeah. way that Venturi have utilised the powertrain. Um, because obviously, I'm not too sure fully on how how powertrains and stuff are built. <clears throat> I don't know how much it's similar to Formula One if it's like you get so much and you need to do the rest yourself. Um. But yeah, no, the the Rocket Venturi cars aren't the greatest at energy saving, that has to be said. Yeah. But they have pace. Like Norman Nato finished in fifth. Yeah, wasn't he in like um, podium positions for quite a while? Yeah. Yeah, I think the entire I watched like some of it and I think the entire time I watched it he was in like third and second. Yeah, I I think that's the only customer team on the grid. I think everyone else uses their own, but yeah, um, it is interesting in that they do both use the Mercedes EQ Silverado O2 in both teams, but Mercedes are a lot better at saving whether or not that's just the drivers are better at regen, or if it is something to do with the car itself, I'm not certain. Yeah. Um, just be that one of the cars is more efficient under regen. Yeah. So. Um, oh, yeah none... Um... Of the none of the championship contenders scored points in that second race, which was yeah. highly interesting. Um, the top five in the championship did not change, despite none of them scoring points. Yeah, because Van Dorn got um, well, effectively wiped out, didn't he? By yeah, Van Dorn got pushed into the wall. I think it was the most formulary incident you could ever imagine. Like just a complete disregard for the fact of cars on the inside. <laughs> yeah, to take the apex. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Van Dorn get pushed into the wall. Um, Nick went wide, I think, and just didn't recover. Um, and the other three just didn't have a great race, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so the top five not altered at all after round six, which it was um. It's just mad. You would never expect that in anything like Formula One or, or anything. Mm. For, a, for a while, it was a British one, two, three, wasn't it? Yeah. Start. That was, yeah. And then I think Lynn got hit wide, didn't he? At, the, mm. at, that, at that hairpin. And then um, I'm not, I can't remember what happened to Cassidy. And then Dennis, I remember everyone was saying, like, at the start of the last lap, oh, you don't want to be in the lead because the whole energy situation. Yeah. And he, and he still ended up winning, which was. They thought that the slipstream would be a lot more powerful than it was, um, which is why no one wanted to lead. But Dennis just mm. led lights to flag, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the top five, because the the championship after round six document isn't loading. So <laughs> the, the top five are De Vries um, in first with 57 points, Van Dorn in second with 48, Sam Bard third with 43 Robin Franks is fourth with 43 and um, Sam Bird leading on count back and um, because he's won a race whereas Franks has not and Mitch Evans is fifth with 39 points um, so yeah that's that's Formula E next race is Monaco Um in a couple of weeks before the week before Formula One goes to Monaco, actually. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that. 
You um, never know. It might be a little more exciting than the Formula One race because the cars are narrower. <laughs> so can yeah, we probably were, race a bit better. Yeah, so I think um, we were discussing last week, the, uh, well, we were wondering where the attack mode would be. And I think I've figured it out. I think it's because they had the uh, the classic car event at Monaco uh, the other day, didn't they, where a Lacey got crashed into in the Ferrari, which was all, all over Twitter. And I think I saw on the video, there was like some green painted lines going up the hill out of out of Sandavot. So I think it's there on the right. So that hopefully solves that mystery. I'm not really sure how they're going to lose that much time there. But yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's always been the thing is to, to get attack mode, you have to take a wider, slower line through a corner. Yeah. But that's the thing with Monaco is that there's not really that much, unless you have to go right the way round Lowe's hairpin. Yeah, round round the outside of Lowe's. That. Yeah. But then that would be quite risky. Running, because... Yeah, you're just running the risk, risk of like tapping your front wing off. Yeah, or a car going slightly wide and T-boning someone. Um, so I, I don't think they would put it on the outside of Lowe's. Oh, I generally don't know where it'll go. It might be up Sandovot, but I I don't see how you would lose any time. Mm. I mean, unless these green lines, which looked very similar to an attack mode zone or something else. Yeah. I, think I, I couldn't see them um, having just sort of looked at the, the video quickly, but I, I'm not sure. We'll find out when Formula E rolls into Monaco. We'll have to wait and see. Yes. The joys um, of life. <laughs> I'd, there might be no attack mode at all. I think that's allowed in the regulations. Um, if the if the track doesn't have space for it, then you don't need it. But before everyone gets penalised because they didn't use attack <laughs> mode. <laughs> well, in that case, way. everyone would get a thirty second time penalty, so it wouldn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> it's just be funny. Um, so yeah, that was the Valencia E pre review. Um. Next time out is Monaco, just before Formula One goes. Um, moving on. Well, actually, let's let's talk about Monaco a bit more for a second as a circuit. Isn't mm. FIA Formula Three going to Monaco with Formula One? Uh, quickly scan. Yeah, it's yeah. Formula Two as no, well. Formula Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. I've got on my track uh, Monaco GP plus F two. So. Alright, so it's F2. Yeah, I was just thinking if it's one of the bigger series, like how are we going to fit 30 grid slots <laughs> down the Monaco straight? Yeah, like Formula <laughs> Regional goes to Monaco. I was like, geez, that won't happen. 34 cars. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be you'd be background rascats. Yeah, I see I, I've seen it before on some tracks where like the back cars start literally on Round on corners. Corner. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, Formula Regional by Alpine is going to Monaco. Is it? What? Yeah. Oh God. Are, are they moving the start line closer to Sandavot to accommodate these people? Well, I don't <laughs> know, but there's. Yeah, there. Because I mean, like you, you have situations like in Sochi and Monza, where the cars start in front of the actual start finish line. Mm. So yeah, they could we also that. we also have racing at Monaco on a Friday. Which is strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. FIA Formula Regional by Alpine have got both their qualifying sessions on the Friday. And Formula 2's first race 
according to the Formula One schedule, is taking place on the Friday as well. Oh. Which I find quite interesting, considering Formula One gets demoted to the Thursday because of the historic race, I think it is, on the Friday. Well, I thought it was because they normally, the tradition is you have parties on the Friday in Monaco. Mm. I thought that, I think that actually is the reason. Obviously not the drivers don't go out drinking, but <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that is the reason, like, traditionally why practice is on the Thursday. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the press conference is on the Wednesday. <laughs> Mm. So it's going to be it's going to be an early start for race week when we go to Monaco. Hundred percent, I'm going to forget that and join in halfway through. Oh yeah. 100%. Um. So yeah, that's going to be interesting trying to fit thirty three cars on the Monaco grid for we, Formula Regional for by Alpine. The last race, Imola for Formula Regional, three cars weren't competing because they weren't there. Yeah. Like two of the drivers, I think. No, it's the. There was only 30 cars racing. Two of them were off because of health issues. I think one of them had COVID. The other was just a health issue. And I think two of them were racing in other series. Or one yeah. or two of them. It was something yeah, like that. Yeah, one of them was racing in another series. Yeah, so yeah. Like, not everyone even turns up. <laughs> just a last point on Formula Regional before we move on to our dream calendars. I love the when they're doing a Formula 1 support race, they also get the Formula 1 graphics and stuff. Each series has its own colour. I love the orange that they use Formula Regional. Um, it looks really nice. Better than the plain white that they use for Formula 3. Um, I always find that one quite boring. Because obviously Formula 1's red, Formula 2 is blue, Formula 3's white, and Freca is orange. But Should we move on to the dream calendars yes, then? Yes, let's talk calendars. So... Every member of the podcast was tasked to come up with a 23-race calendar. Um, This was before the announcement of the Miami Grand Prix. Um, So that won't really have been considered much in in the calendar. But yeah, I'm not sure if anyone has changed it to accommodate Miami. Um, But... Who wants to go first, or I can go first? I just want to preface mine by when I was when I was laying out the order, I used the same spacings of race weeks as this year's calendar. Mm. So I started with a race, and then three weeks, well, two two weeks off, and then on the third week we've got another race, and then so yeah, there's all double headers and triple headers in the same point of the season. For mine, then use of switch. I didn't think about that at all. I just picked 23 <laughs> yeah. races. It wasn't um, until Mason had said that he was trying to do like the most economical route round the globe. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should yeah. actually think about this rather than let's just pick tracks and end up having to cross the globe three times in 12 days. So yeah, I, mean, I, I just picked tracks um, <laughs> <laughs> and I would let Formula One decide what the best route is. And the best spacings, because I didn't have the mental capacity to think of that. There's a reason I don't work for Formula One. <laughs> I, I, I literally just pulled up Google Maps and went, mm. that's roughly where that one is. Okay, that's close. We'll go there next week. That's close. We'll go there two weeks later. Yeah. Done. <laughs> well, in, the, in the actual calendar, we just have Canada in the middle of the European yeah, that, series. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Baku. But I think it's because of, I think <laughs> because it's of weather, Canadian I think. weather. You yeah. can't have it in october like with kota or whatever but yeah it's part of the american leg 
yeah I, I mean I kind of considered that in mind but kind of didn't I mean because obviously I don't know what the weather is like in uh, at Laguna Seca in <laughs> April or whatever but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean I'll, I might as well go first so I kept Bahrain as the season opener um, I think a night race to kick off the season is just amazing um, because that's when you really see how beautiful the cars look with the floodlights hitting off them so I kept Bahrain I dropped Imola um, and replaced it with Mugello I feel the racing was so much better at Mugello last year um, than Imola this year and last year combined so I felt that if we're going to have two races in Italy it had to be Mugello and not Imola I think you just want more red flags for your season prediction maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, round three I kept Portugal um, as, a, as, as in this season and round four I replaced Spain with China um, so I brought back Shanghai I know it's not always the best for racing um, but I think that it Rather than having sort of the Spain but not Spain double header that we've got just now because Portugal and Catalonia are almost identical circuits, um, I thought let's let's spice it up a little. Um, I know it is a bit of the gap, but we don't need to have a double header. <laughs> <laughs> um, round five, I wanted to drop Monaco. I wanted to drop it so badly, but I can't. It's Monaco. It has to be there. Um, round six, Baku. I love it. I love it so much. There was no, there was no question that Baku was staying on my calendar. Um, round seven, Canada. I think it's great. Um, it promotes really good racing. It's a great layout. I love racing on the game, and I love the Canadian Grand Prix. Um, so I, I didn't think dropping Canada would be too beneficial. Round eight should be France. Goodbye, France. Um, dropped instantly, no question. Um, and I replaced with either the Kimi Ring or Kailami. I wasn't sure which one to put there. Um, round nine, Austria. I like Austria. But it's such a short lap and it's such a power circuit these days. Like, I decided to put it on rotation with the other circuit that wasn't used from around seven. So, if we went to the Kimi, well, instead of France, so if we went to the Kimi ring, we would go to either Austria or Kailami. Um, and then swap it about the, each season. Uh, round 10, Britain, Stonewall, staying, no question about it. Round 11, Hungary. Now, Hungary's a strange one. It doesn't always have the best racing, but it's a very strategic track, which I like because it shows the other side of Formula One. It's where pit stops and stuff are. Um, so 
I I kept it. I do enjoy the Hungarian Grand Prix because it does show that other side. While overtaking isn't always prominent, look at the blinder of a strategy Mercedes pulled in 2019, I think it was. That extra pit stop for Hamilton, they clawed back a 30-second gap to win the race. Just, yeah. Belgium has to stay. Um, I was... I was quite torn on Zanvoort because obviously we've not seen any racing there recently. Um, but I decided to keep it. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt this season. Ask him at the end of the season if I want to keep it again. Um, Monza is Monza. Needs no introduction. Russia, gone. Goodbye. Um, you had me worried for a second there. <laughs> Just the fact that you didn't start it with a we're getting rid of. It was just Russia, and I was like, what? You can't be serious. <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoy driving Russia on the game. It's a very know. fun track on the game. Russia. It's horrific in real life. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Russia, out. Istanbul Park, in. Um, bringing back the Turkish Grand Prix. Permanent on the calendar. It was such a good race last year. Singapore, I'm keeping. I enjoyed the night race, as I mentioned, for round one. And it's it's actually really good. Um, I think it overtaking isn't always that prominent, but it's such a technical circuit. And it's obviously one of the longest laps in terms of lap time on the calendar. It pushes the driver to their absolute limits. And it's one of the only races we see a near two-hour race every year. Um, so, and there's always a safety car to spice it up. There's been a safety car at every Singapore Grand Prix. And I think that just adds to the spectacle as well. Um, Suzuka, staying. United States, staying. Mexico. Now, I don't know whether this is just because I support Mercedes, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually that much of a fan of Mexico. Um, while it's been a sort of title-ending track the past few years, and I don't know, I'm not... I just don't enjoy it as a circuit. It's not my favourite. And I would replace it with the track in Argentina that also features on Mason's calendar. I just can't remember the name of it. Um, Oscar Juan Galvez. Yeah, to give that a shot and see how that runs. Um, Brazil, it's it's the Interlag it's Interlagos, isn't it? It's fantastic. I would move it to the second last race in the season. Um, and I would put Australia where Brazil currently is. Um. And Jeddah, as well, obviously comes into there. And we haven't seen racing around it, so it's difficult to judge. Um, if Jeddah's horrific, replace it with Miami. If Jeddah's all right, have it on rotation with Miami. And then finally we come to Abu Dhabi. Now, we've had discussions at length as a team as to how it affects Abu Dhabi. I'm throwing them out the window and I'm going to put a bit of a wild card in here that I don't know if it's been contemplated by anyone else. 
we're going back to Bahrain, but we're doing Bahrain outer as the season finale. Um, just pedal to the metal as hard as you can push the cars. You don't need to reuse the engines. You don't need to care about them after that race. Push as hard as you can. Bahrain outer with an extra DRS zone. Thank you. Um, Give all the so, teams a new engine as well. Yeah, everyone be, can have yeah. a new engine. Why not? <laughs> um, but so when you come out of the technical section of Bahrain Outer onto that back straight, um, before obviously turn what's normally turn fourteen and fifteen on the main circuit, that could be a DRS straight easily. So have three DRS zones, um, and I think it would just be overtake city to be honest, and it would be a fantastic way to round off the season. Another night race, you just. Yeah, um, barring outer to end the season. That's my that's my twenty three race calendar. Okay. Any uh, thoughts? I, I'm gonna dump the Oscar e Juan Halvez uh, circuit link in the Discord so you can have a look because I want yeah. you to pick a track layout because oh. there's a lot. Ah yes. Um. Uh, one, two, hmm. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, six. nine. There's ten different options for you to pick from here. Um, Is this secretly the Bahrain circuit? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have also got that circuit on my list, and I've, I've selected a potential of two of mm. the track layouts uh, to use for for my version. So yeah, the um the full lap isn't even that long is it actually two fair so four kilometers so no, what does it have a does it have a lap record uh yeah gerhard burger oh okay 127 oh, okay it's not too bad then because it'll obviously be a lot quicker today but um... i was because I, I was when i was looking through all the lists of like potential circuits and that uh, and like uh, fia gradings and uh circuit regulations and it's like uh, should be a minimum of 3.5 kilometers per lap and it's like <laughs> monaco isn't <laughs> yeah monaco's got special, special dispensation because yeah, it's, it's the same as spa spa's too long yeah and um, it's got special dispensation yeah but that's where i was sort of like that's something i took in consideration with when i was designing well when i was picking out which tracks i could feasibly pick was, uh, I think Circuit 15, the one with the massive loop. No. Um, God. I'm thinking probably Circuit 9, if I share my screen so everyone can see it. I think Circuit 9. Um, I like this long sweeping turn one. Um, and then in a technical section through turns three till ten um before turn eleven, twelve and thirteen and then onto the onto the main straight again. Um I guess I was torn between that and if I can find it. Circuit six. Yeah. Where it doesn't use the long loop and cuts inside um for the and sort of have those two technical sections in the lap. But, it looks yeah. like one of those tracks where you'd have one overtaking opportunity only. Like all the overtakes would happen there, kind of like Spain. Mm. But, um, that would be a sort of slight fear for it, but 
I mean, you, sometimes that surprises you where you're like, oh, there's only going to be one overtaking opportunity and then there's loads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you right. were saying about, you said about you didn't include Mexico. I was like, when it, for me, it was actually, it was a toss up between Mexico and Argentina. And yeah. I kind of felt like Mexico, it's one of the ones where if it wasn't on the calendar now, I'd probably put it on as like, mm-hmm. see what it's like. And I kind of feel like Argentina would be the same. So I kind of, I guess, see how even if it's a one-year absence to go to Argentina, um, or if they rotated Argentina and Mexico. I kind of tried to think about, you know, like, where where do you get the best, like, crowds and things like that in mind? And I couldn't really bring myself to drop Mexico, especially with, you know, Perez in a Red Bull (laughs) this year. Anyway, stadium section will go mad this year. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Why don't you... Why don't you take us through your 23 rounds, Alex? Okay. Well, I put in the chat early, didn't I? That I had a short list of like, was it 60 something? And we. we have said, you got um, it down to 23? I have, yeah. I have. Well, thank God we're not going to we be said about two like, years uh, for a single year season. Yeah. Yeah. We said about Silverstone in the morning, Donington in the afternoon, and Brands Hatch night. Race. Overnight, yeah. <laughs> I'd be 24 so hours of Formula that. One. <laughs> Racing up the motorway to get to each circuit. <laughs> Who can pack up and unpack the fastest? Yeah. Like the 24 hours of England. Yeah. <laughs> the Three Peaks Challenge, but motorsport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had I had Australia as my season opener, not because I like it, but I think it's just it's the traditional season opener. You know, you get there's a good atmosphere there. It's just mm. it just feels like a good place to start the season. If you see what I mean. Obviously, Bahrain was a great race this year, but it kind of felt weird in that. Obviously, even with coronavirus, there's not that many fans there, is there? Even without coronavirus, so... I mean, they usually sell out, I think. Yeah, but I don't think it's the biggest, like, capacity, is it? It's... No, there's not that many grandstands around Bahrain, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, so I... I think I'd, because um... there's so many layouts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had Bahrain second, um, and the norm... I kind of considered the outer layout, but I think there's nothing wrong with the original track. Then, this is where it gets interesting, so I went to... I thought we have to have a Spanish Grand Prix. It's just, you know, tradition. I just think it's a bit traditional to have, you know, sort of Spain, France, those kind of countries. But I got rid of Catalonia, and the favourite track I could find in Spain was Aragon. I didn't really. Jerez doesn't really have much overtaking. Obviously, Valencia, well, the street circuit's dead anyway, isn't it? And it could be rebuilt. <laughs> could be, but even so, it wasn't great, was it? But um, and see, Aragon, I was I was yeah. torn between Tormo. And bringing back the street circuit in Valencia. Mm. I mean, I actually, I was I had quite a bit of a look at the MotoGP calendar, which kind of I can't actually think off the top of my head if I included any more. But um, yeah, they. I mean, they're obviously quite open mm. tracks, aren't they? So um, anyway, from Spain, I went to Portimao. It's the fourth race. Then we have the weird trip off to Canada in the middle of the European season, and then after that, I've got the Florida Grand Prix at. Sebring, Sebring, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> uh, obviously, kind of makes sense because it's next to Canada. And um, that kind of hints into the, the second American race later in the season, which we'll get to. But then um, then we come back to Europe again for Istanbul. And then I have San Marino Grand Prix, or Emilia Romagna, whatever you want to call it, at Imola. Uh, again, I was kind of torn between Imola and Mugello, like you were. Um, I see why you said Mugello, but I kind of sided on the, you get the big crowds at Imola usually, don't you? And um, I mean, we've never seen crowds at Mugello, yeah. so it's hard to <laughs> exactly. tell. I mean, I don't even 
I, I don't actually think there there's not that many grandstands. It's quite a private circuit for Ferrari normally, mm. isn't it? But um, yeah, then I've got the Kimi ring. After that, I also went for that. The uh, it's a shame because if it if it came in, it would be a bit too late because you know, obviously Kimi uh, is probably going to retire very soon, and the way things are going for Bottas, I'm not sure he's going to be around for either. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you go back, we kind of had all the Finnish world champions, so. Maybe Kimmy's son is the next one coming through potentially mm-hmm. in a few years, maybe. But um, yeah, after that, I've got Austria and then Silverstone, uh, the double header that I think we have in real life this year. Oh, I'm not sure if it's exactly that. that but... uh, no, no, we go from France to Austria, oh. then a week gap, then Silverstone. Oh, right. yeah. Um, yeah, after that, then I've got Hockenheim, which could potentially alternate with the Nürburgring like it used to. Mm. And then Hungary as the last race before the summer break. Uh, and then Spa, obviously, first race back, like it normally is. And then this is where it gets interesting. I've got the French Grand Prix, and well, I didn't like Magni Corps because you don't get any overtaking there. Obviously, you know my opinions on Paul Ricard. I think I've said in the past, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is, but I didn't go for it because I didn't want to be uh, ridiculed, <laughs> basically. I went for the Le Mans short layout, which is called oh. the Bugatti circuit. Bugatti circuit yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was kind of the best track I could find in France that wasn't Paul Ricard. And I put it after the summer break just to kind of find a bit of a balance. So I, yeah. Uh, then on to Monza after that. And then we have the flyaway races. So we go to Kyle Army for the one African race. Then after that, uh, into the Asian races. So Sepang. I've brought back. Uh, yeah, it was always mm. wasn't always the most exciting race, was it? But obviously, you never know what the weather's going to be like. <laughs> could um, yeah, I think with rain. Yeah. I think Sepang was the last time we saw half points awarded, um, in a race because it got red flagged yeah. due to rain. Mm. Then um, yeah, after Malaysia, I've brought back China, which I put I will put later in the season again, just you know for calendar reasons. Which... Uh, no other reason apart from that. And then from China onto Japan, kind of makes sense for the uh, geography of it. Then after that, I've got the California Grand Prix at Laguna Seca, which is where my second American race comes in. Again, like you were saying earlier, I, I do like Kota, but like I mentioned, there were so many different tracks in America, obviously yeah. all the indie, indie car tracks, not um, some of which aren't amazing, but... Uh, I did kind of think about doing the actual Indy 500 like track. But, uh, yeah, I uh, decided on Sebring and Laguna Seca in the end. And then Mexico as the second last round. Again, like I was saying, I kind of considered Argentina in there, but I just I couldn't fit it in. And then uh, Brazil to end the season as sort of the old the old season finale, like it, uh, like it used to be, really. I'm I'm seeing some notable absences. Yeah, of the likes of Baku, Singapore, so um, Kota. I kind of I was saying about how I kind of prioritised fans, if you see what I mean, mm. and that's where I kind of got rid of some of the street tracks like Baku. Uh, I know Singapore's kind of against a few fans, isn't it? But yeah, Baku was a hard one to get rid of. Um, and obviously Monaco, I know. Obviously, yeah, debate, that... you can't you can't get rid of Monaco. I know. I, I understand why you can't get rid of it, but it's my least favorite track. So, <laughs> so from my point of view, 
I, I know it would never actually go, but mm. and then whilst I not have I didn't have Zandvoort because I don't think there'll be any overtaking, but I did consider putting Assen in the Moto GP track just to have a Dutch Grand Prix mm. purely for those purposes, but I couldn't yeah, I couldn't put that in. Um obviously Russia, no Jeddah, no Abu Dhabi, no Miami. Uh yeah. I did consider the um I don't actually know how you pronounce it, the MotoGP track in Czech Repu- in the Czech Republic. Is it Berno? No B- Berno? Yeah, not quite. Berno. B-I-N-O. Yeah, that Bruno. one. Yeah, I, I considered that one. Um then I had a long list of like the American tracks, uh Valencia, Korea in India. I I wanted I kind of wanted to bring back Korea, but it was just so bad for fans, wasn't it? <laughs> no one turned up. Um and yeah, I kind I actually one of the ones I considered was Macau as well. But hmm. that would just never work, would it really? No. One. It's um, bad enough at the Formula Three level, never made yeah, Formula I kind One. Of, I, I wasn't sure where to draw the line of uh, obviously, I put you know I put Laguna Seca in. It's 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 got its own section on the FIA circuits. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of I was weighing up where to draw the line there, but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Any major controversies from that apart from Monaco? Yeah, as I say, probably I mean, the I understand. Monaco. I understand. I, it. I can get it, but but it's Monaco. Like... Yeah, I understand. It will never. It's just, it's I, said, the... I would love to see Monaco gone yeah. or that points get awarded on Saturday for qualifying mm. and just run the race for the sake of it but yeah no Monaco it's not a great track but it's Monaco yeah it's more my hatred of it on the game rather than real life it's broken so Nia do you want to talk us through yeah. your calendar slash Mason's calendar or Mason's Mate, yeah. both or... yeah this is Mason's calendar because I didn't get a chance to do one because I was working all afternoon. You do Mason's and I... calendar and then add your own critique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was sleeping all morning. When I was about to do it, I had to go to work. So this is Mason's calendar and he tried to do it in like the most economical way possible, which is the shortest routes to all of them. Yeah. So first one, Bahrain in brackets, night race season opener, which I, I, I agree. Uh, then Australia, then China, then Number four, alternate Portimao and Catalonia uh, mm. in brackets, only if they remove the last chicane. In more brackets, if not just Portimao, close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking I, of Spain, we need to touch on next week, the new track layout. Yes. Uh, so then five, it's Imola, Italy one in brackets. Um, Monaco, Baku, Montreal... And alternate Hockenheim and Nürburgring, which fair enough. Um, 10 Silverstone, 11 alternate Budapest and Zandvoort, and then summer break, <laughs> and then uh, 12 Spa. Just yeah, I agree with that one because that's my birthday weekend, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, 13 is Monza, Italy 2. Then he's added in a wild card. Um, so he said a 22 race season would be allowed, but can only be one of the below wild cards and it has to change the following year. So he's put Istanbul, Miami, Abu Dhabi, Austria, and Magnikos. I think that's how yeah, you pronounce Magnicor. it. Yeah. Um, 
those with wild cards which have to alternate every year and then 15 sipang i don't know how you pronounce it the one in malaysia yeah yeah. malaysia then singapore suzuka kailami uh kota mexico then the track in argentina which we were talking about and then last one sao paulo in brazil i can't add much comments to that because i didn't make it so (laughs) (laughs) is there anything you'd change on it not particularly, no, because I've only been watching. I only saw all of uh, 20 seasons, so most of these tracks I haven't seen racing on, mm. so I can't really comment on much of them. So, hey, you won't have seen like China or anything yeah. that got cancelled. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. Monaco. Mon- yeah. Hey, you're yeah. in for a treat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy that one, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm very disappointed no one's backing me with Magello. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm very tempted to just if I get bored one day just to watch the 2018 Monaco Grand Prix just to see Daniel Ricciardo win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tempted to do that if I have nothing to do for like two hours. Um, that was if just like a hear... pure stress fest, though. Oh, if you want to hear a lot of team radio, go yeah. and listen to. Well, go and watch the 2019 Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> that was stress. That was. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh um, no, my times. Oh yeah, yeah. Although it didn't matter because he had a five-second time penalty. Uh, <laughs> Bono, my tyres. Bono, my tyres are gone. Oh wait, we won the race. It's fine. <laughs> In fairness, when you seen him park up, those tyres were mm. wrecked. Like they were blistered within an inch of their life. It was unreal. I don't think I've ever seen tyres in that state at the end of a Grand Prix before. Silverstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's its own case. And he won both races. Yeah. <laughs> and Turkey as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where he pulled mm. up with intermediates that just become slicks. Yeah, Inter-slicks. Inter-slicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or slick intermediates, I think they were being called as well. Well, Toto just called them slicks on the radio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um... Who's going yeah. next for the circuit? Um, yeah, there's only two people right. to yeah. go. Ben. Richard or Ben? Oh, I'll take it away. Right. <laughs> I go quick, because my Wi-Fi is awful. <laughs> 23 um, rounds, as quick as you can, your Wi-Fi switches <laughs> off again. Australia, Bahrain, China, South Africa, Azerbaijan, Turkey, Monaco, Canada, Finland, Germany, uh, Austria, Great Britain, Portugal, Belgium, Italy, India, Malaysia, Singapore, Japan, Mexico, Miami, USA, Brazil. Done. I approve. Miami, then Kota. Yeah, that's actually quite smart, to be fair. Just do both United yeah. States Grand Prix back to back. Richard, I guess that just leaves you. Yeah. So, like, like I said, I've done it in the same sort of like uh, format of spacings as the current calendar. Uh, so, I've started with Australia as the opener because I've just grown accustomed to it now, and I'm hoping that the circuit changes will also help things along. Um, Mm. Then, sort of, I've basically done it, so the first half of the season, you're slowly travelling your way west across the globe towards a summer break. Uh, So the next race I've put in Malaysia. Uh, Then I've gone for uh, Shanghai Circuit of China. Then we jump all the way over to Baku. Uh, round five is in Istanbul. Uh, then I've gone for the Hungaro ring. Uh, seven, I've moved Austria to earlier in the season. 
um, by like three weeks. <laughs> um, then I've moved Monaco down to round eight, so it fits in with the path of everything. Uh, round nine, I've got a little asterisk on because I've got like a, a list of options of like you can rotate circuits in as and when, but the, the default is MagniCore. But um, I've got another one that's got an asterisk, so there's like any two of these can rotate out. Um, but my, my options list for extra tracks uh, includes India, Korea, Canada, Mugello, Jerez, the Bugatti circuit at Le Mans, the Nürburgring, Hockenheim, Indianapolis, and Fuji. Dropping Canada from the main calendar. I know. I, I only realised that after I'd like written out. But... <laughs> I mean, we're, we're probably not going there this year, so we'll see how it goes. See how bad well, we, we don't know it. that it was confirmed last week, and then Nothing it was sort confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, after Magni Core, uh, we head down to Portimao, and then for the last race before the summer break, I put Silverstone. So I moved it, moved it back a uh, a week or two, so it's right at the end of uh, July. Then summer break, first race back, Spa. Yes. Um, then the second optional one I've put a Zandvoort because, like you said, we don't really know what it's going to be like at the moment. Uh, I'm willing to give it this year and next year because of the, the regulation changes coming. Yeah. Um, but I think if it's still rubbish after next year's race, i I'd rotate it out for the Nürburgring. I think. I think no matter how good the racing is on track, it's going to be a fantastic race weekend. Oh yeah, because the, the atmosphere is just going to be in insane. Force. So uh, yeah, so moving from Zandvoort, we've gone to Monza. Monza. Um, then we go to then we sort of uh, did sort of my Asian triple header. So it's Singapore. <gasps> I've, I've made mistakes. I've added Shanghai twice. <laughs> okay, so we'll take the first Shanghai out and we'll put in the German alteration. So we go Australia, Malaysia, Nürburgring, Hockenheim. Okay. Done. And they alternate because I like both circuits. So then it's the triple header in September, October is Singapore, Shanghai, Suzuka. And then there's uh, the... Uh, America, the North American triple header, mostly North American, of Cota, Mexico City, and then down to Sao Paulo. Um, and then I've also got the Oscar y Juan Jalvez circuit in Argentina. And I've, I've said that I'd, I'd either use option six, which they last used for the, the Grand Prix, or option 15, because that one just looks fun. <laughs> um, it's basically just got a massive extra loop on it, so yeah, why not? Um, and then from there, we head round to Kailami and then up to Bahrain with the option of doing the Sakir circuit as well as the season finale. And I, I have a, a separate little subsection of circuits that I never want to see on the Formula One calendar again. Het is with them. Sochi. Yes. Yep. Paul Ricard. Yes. Abu Dhabi. Yes. 
Netflix. Was Baku on the list? I don't remember hearing. Yeah, Baku. round four. Round four. Okay, fair enough. All my all my street circuits are there. That's good. I love a street circuit. I'm going to be honest. I mean, you can't go wrong with Baku because it's just it's mm. good. Yeah, um, Singapore less so, but it's a night race and it's got good atmosphere to it. So, mm-hmm. um, and qualifying and spectacular in Singapore oh, as well. Yeah, it's it's much like Monaco, isn't it? It's a yeah. The, the better you do on a Saturday, the better you're going to go. But then, see, the racing in Singapore is better than Monaco by far. Like, it's because there's more room. <laughs> yeah. Remember the 2017 race? <laughs> the Ferrari sandwich. Oh, yes. Or see, I remember joining that race and... five minutes late and just seeing Vettel out, Verstappen out, Raikkonen out. What the hell has happened here? I got damage, got damage. Oh. And people blamed Max yeah. for it. Yeah, Being it was clearly damaged, yeah. Seb's fault. Yeah. I maintain to this day it was Seb's fault. Yeah. Um, was it was it 2007 or 2008 that Nelson Piquet Jr. just deliberately binned it into a wall so that Alonso? Yeah. Oh yeah, the stupid refueling rules where you could like you couldn't put under a safety car even if it literally meant you run out of fuel. <laughs> It's just because like Alonso had already pitted, and yeah. so it was basically Gasly and yeah. Monza, but yeah. Gasly didn't cheat. Yeah, <laughs> Gasly didn't use team tactics. Yeah, um, um, Crashgate happened in the 2008 Singapore Grand Prix. I know it was in that like awful ING sponsored Renault car. Yeah, I did not like the look of that car. That was disgusting. I don't think but... anyone did. <laughs> So, yeah, those are five 23 race calendars. Feel free to debate, add your own in the comments or in the replies. Happy to hear them. So, moving on now to the final part of, t- sorry, second last part of today's podcast, given the breaking news that came out earlier today. Um, Portuguese Grand Prix preview. Um, I don't, I don't think there's much to add compared to last year's race. Uh, I don't believe there's been any changes to the circuit. Um, I don't think the vault of the DRS zone. If there are any major changes, stay tuned to our social media. As soon as I get the stewards document, I'll put it up. Track limits is the same. Um, it's usually Wednesday or Thursday that gets published. So the track limit will be published then. Richard, tell us the predictions for the league and then we'll go to some social media predictions as well. Yeah, so last week, last week, last race week, we had the unique disparity between all of us everyone seems to have converged onto a point now mm. so there's there's very few differences of opinions here <laughs> um, so Alex, Chris and Mason who was supposed to be our special guest this evening uh, all went for Hamilton Verstappen Perez so yeah, kind of hoping that'd be different to everyone. That's why I went for it. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking the most popular prediction would be Ham Bearbot. That's what Ben went for, yeah. <laughs> and only Ben. Richard, what did you go for? Uh, I went for Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris. Norris again. <laughs> Exact same. Yes. <laughs> I was tempted, but I thought if Perez gets a clean race, surely. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. Or even if Perez yeah. gets a clean race. I just mm. want to believe, you know. I just want to believe. Uh, um, but then, what about Nia has gone for Nia has gone for Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc, 
I'm be honest, I had to check what I put because I could completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> that seems a bit hopeful. Yeah. The Ferraris have been good, but I don't think they're I... that good. Charles mm. got fourth. Yeah, yeah he got yeah. fourth after it. So it, was a, like, it was a Ferrari 4 5. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, kind of hopeful. Just, you yeah. know, yeah. He, he, yeah. Lo- he looks like he's got pace and just hope. Well, you're, no you're, far from, you're far from the only one. Uh, yeah, but um, Sonia let's has remember Perez is this <laughs> list. I'm, I'm gesticulating to an empty space to everyone on Zoom, but uh, mm. in the screen, that'll be a nice list of because she she added the extra nuances to her prediction, oh. which I don't know whether I should penalize her for or not. But she's gone for the, the one, two, three, the same as Nia, so Hamilton, Verstappen, and Leclerc, but then she's added four slash fifth and four slash fifth. For Norris and Perez, oh. so no bonus points for fourth and fifth. No, no. no I'm not. No I'm not giving that bonus points. If you, <laughs> if you get it in the, if you get it in the exact right order, that's enough points. Yeah, yeah. She, she's already like, was it nine Far points ahead. in the yeah. lead? Yeah, she's winning. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, speaking of that think... Ferrari four five, just before we do social media, I think it is worth remembering. Perez's steering wheel was just doing oh, its yeah, own thing. Point, yeah, Bottas got. Sp- Beard by Russell. <laughs> he was also going to be yeah, overtaken by Williams anyway. Yeah, he was going to be overtaken. So like, yeah. But I mean, it's no. better being overtaken yeah. than being out of the race. <laughs> Which um, both happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I think Emila was a bit of a strange one. I think if both teams are firing in all cylinders, the highest Ferrari can hope for is fifth. Yeah. yeah um, so we've we've had some some social media input yes. this week as yeah, well. Fred- quite a few i saw on yeah I'll, I'll start with twitter as it's the shorter list <laughs> uh so we've got george tucker who's come in with uh, a one two three of verstappen hamilton and leclerc uh josh strange has gone for hamilton verstappen leclerc and kieran has gone for verstappen perez hamilton oh interesting so uh, and then we've got like 13 odd people from the discord server have thrown their two pence in the ring. Um, so we'll, 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 I'm just going to work through it. This is coming in chronological order. So <laughs> uh, Lily went for Hamil- Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. Maxence went for Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Harry Hamo 4 went for Verstappen, Leclerc, Hamilton. Like that's, that's Ferrari's gone A. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari's uh, a miracle. Yeah. Uh, C-Cool16 has gone for Verstappen, Hamilton, Leclerc. Keenan has gone for Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Uh, Hamble93 has gone for Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc. Uh, Where are the Mercedes? <laughs> oh, apparently. Um, yeah. Raul has gone for... Uh, he sent in two. Uh, one that he thought was going to happen and one that he was hopeful was going to happen. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's, get, first... let's give the thinking one first. Yeah. yeah, his first one was Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Uh, and his more faithful one was uh, <laughs> Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Please, please. <laughs> uh, TG Swag 4 came in with Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Uh, uh, Garzita came in with the same, Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Uh, Shetty Gamer has come in again. Repeat customer. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton He's coming back. Yeah, ha- Hamilton Verstappen Perez. Uh, Jack Morgan 
Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris. And Inder with Verstappen, Norris, Leclerc. And and we did have a, a joke one on social media as well. It's just no. no. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, no. we'll leave it because it's impossible. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> um, it's just frankly impossible. Unless we had Formula E levels. We've lost Ben. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just going to put like a thing right at the start. Apologies for all the cuts. Ben's internet wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. I might just put, I might just like video it in a meme of just like, uh, yeah, we also got a prediction in through social media, but it's just frankly impossible unless we've seen uh, Valencia E pre style rates where everyone breaks down. <laughs> unless it's just chaos, then it might happen. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but the likelihood of that is. 0.0000000001. Slim to none, but close to none. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the preview. We don't really have much to talk about because hasn't happened yeah. yet. Yeah. Hasn't happened, well, on, the, on the on the plus side, we get to do this all again next week because we get we to do. make our Spain predictions. Oh, brilliant! At the yeah. same time, while crying over how bad the our Portugal predictions. Watch Sonia have Watch Sonia have got one to five spawn. Watch Sonia gets to get every single race correct. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh god. As soon as Sonia sends me her predictions, if she gets like the first five right, or one to three, as soon as she sends me that next prediction, I'm going down the bookies. <laughs> I want a one, two, three of this, please. No, Give me forget for, forget <laughs> yeah. Formula 1.5, turn five podcast point five. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, um, sorry, shall... that, sorry, I was just going to say, um, Portugal, we might get Hamilton's 100th pole. That's Maybe. I guess we might. Something. Yeah. yeah. I hope we're not going to be saying this every single race. Oh, it might happen. <laughs> yeah. But well, was it like a maybe this last, week? Last time with his win and like the ninety first or something win, and then Valtteri yeah, got it. We were just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one to tie the record, and Valtteri won the race. Yeah, mm. we like because then they have like a big banner on the circuit with like Michael and Lewis and their numbers and stuff. Yeah, I think and so. It was yeah, like... I was like, and then they just rolled it back out the next week. <laughs> just like pack it up, take it with us, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then they had another one for Germany, um, where both Lewis and Michael were side by side because it was will he break the record? And he did. <laughs> there was no waiting for that one. He did. Yeah. yeah. Um, we could also see him eclipse a hundred wins this season. I think it's likely. Yeah. Um, he's on ninety-six, oh, well, yeah. isn't he? I think, I think so. Yeah. So, he's yeah. Gonna, he's going to win another four races. Oh, this yeah. season. absolutely. Um, Richard, you look you look pain just just. I mean, I grew up with Shumi, so mm. like just seeing all his records tumble. I mean, I know he said in the interview that records are set to be broken and that. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, just leave him with one, you know? Like, leave him with a record that he's got. Please. Um, <laughs> part, of the, part of the Hamilton fan in me is already getting stressed about Verstappen coming and taking the, like, the win records in the future. Not necessarily... <laughs> Not necessarily because I think he's better, but if you think, I think we've had this conversation before. If you say he does like 20 plus seasons of 20 plus races, and yeah, if he has like a dominant era just by virtue of having a lot more races, you know, if you think about it, he's on what 11 wins now, he's going to win a lot more this year, and he's at the age Hamilton was, 
when Hamilton started. But I then think. I think I think what's going to set that apart is Lewis Hamilton at the moment is the only driver to have ever won at least one race in every single season of his career. Mm. Um, yeah. So even if Max did break the win records, it could be attributed to longer seasons. But even Michael couldn't win a race in every single season. Whereas Lewis yeah. done it in an absolute disgrace of a McLaren. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so shall we move on to the bit of breaking news mm. that was announced yep. today by Formula One? Sprint qualifying has been approved for three races this season. Do we know which ones? They have We don't officially stated it, but it's believed that Monza and Silverstone are in the hot seat. Yeah. I it's believed to be that. Monza, Silverstone and Interlagos, I think. Interesting. Um, uh, that's sort of the strong rumour. Um, but it's going to be two European races and one flyaway. Uh, that is confirmed by by Formula One. Um, two European and one non-European race will feature sprint qualifying. Now, I tweeted out from the Turn 5 account earlier today what that will mean for the um, weekend structure. But just to go over it again for um, the listeners... We're going to lose a practice session. Um, but the weekend layout is a bit strange because we're going to have 60 minutes of practice on a Friday. Then we're going to have qualifying. Qualifying will set the grid for the sprint race. Then on the Saturday, we're going to have second practice followed by the sprint race. The sprint race is to 100 kilometres um, plus a lap, essentially. Um, so if it, unless we somehow got a circuit that was 100 kilometres on the dot, it's always one lap over. Um, and then points will be awarded to the top three. Three points for the win, two points for second, and one point for third. So not a great amount of points, but still points. It could, in theory, it could settle this championship this year with how close it's looking. Um, Does it say anything about fastest lap? It didn't. Oh, okay. So I think that'll be something that comes out a bit closer to the time. So I was just saying, I'm just thinking Formula 2, Formula 3 sprint races still dish up points yeah. for fastest laps, even in even in those sprint races, so. Um, I think that the the actual regulations haven't been voted on yet mm. by the World like Motorsport Council. So, yeah, that'll be the proposal has been affirmed by the Formula One Commission. Um, it now goes to the World Motorsport Council um, to decide that one. And the results of the sprint race will set the grid for the Sunday race. What do we think? I mean, I guess it could work in theory, but it just feels a bit weird because you know the whole weekend, it just it just builds up to the main race, isn't it? And you know the feeling when you see like the, the cars pull up after formation lap, the five lights. It would just it's just I think it just would feel a bit weird seeing that on a Saturday for a race where you know you get three, two, and one points. It just I'm not sure because uh, well it's mm. meant to be happening at Silverstone, and I'm you know hopefully COVID permitting, I'm hopefully going. And, you know, I'm so used to, like, the structure of the weekend, you know, what you do on, on the Saturday in particular. And it would, I just think it would feel a little bit strange. 
But um, and with junior formula as well, racing yeah. on Saturdays usually there's going to be so many races on a Saturday. Mm. I mean, um, adding this in, it is worth stressing this is only a trial. Um, mm. Nothing is confirmed for 2022. Um, the teams and Formula One are just testing this to see how it works, to be honest. Mm. Um, like the elimination qualifying then? Yeah, basically. <laughs> see, no, elimination well. qualifying mm. could have worked if they just said you have to be on circuit. Mm. Mm. Whereas with about two minutes to go, everyone was like, yeah, we're quite happy. We'll just stay here. <laughs> it just chilled in the garage. And the checkered flag was falling on sessions and there was no one on track. Cars are always on track at the end of a practice session, never mind qualifying. Yeah. Um, which is what made it a bit strange. But yeah, it's only a trial. So nothing's confirmed for next season. I like it. Yeah. I mean, to I, start with... Oh, sorry, you can. Yeah. yeah, I always enjoy the Formula 2 and 3 sprint races. Well... I guess Formula 3 doesn't have sprint races, but I always enjoy the Formula 2 sprint race and the Formula 3 race on a Saturday. Um, having two sprint races as well with Formula 2, I'm, I'm enjoying that as well. It was an interesting weekend format. So I actually quite like the idea. And yeah, I'm going to be interested to see how well it's executed. I think, obviously, to start with, it's going to be weird because we've never really mm. seen it in Formula 1. But and like not everyone watches the Formula Two, Formula Three, and all that. Because some people might not time, some people don't like it. But I think we'll just have to see how it works with Formula One because obviously it's a bit different to Formula Two. I think the structure is a bit different. Yeah. So we'll just have to like wait and see how it turns out. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, we still we don't know. So like yeah. we'll have to wait and see. What? It's just... What I will say is there were some strange things in the statement about tyres that I didn't fully understand, to be honest. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and pull it up. There we are, F1 corporate site. You don't have to pit, do you? That's well, right, statement on sprint qualifying vote. Here we are. So let's pull it up. It says you have two sets to choose from. Yeah. So a sprint race. Friday, 60-minute first practice with two sets of tyres. Normal qualifying with the soft tyres only. Maybe um, starting on mediums. Yeah. So, and then 60-minute free practice with one set of tyres for the teams to choose freely. And then two sets of tyres available for the sprint race. Oh, okay, no, I was just thinking... And but then there's the two remaining really. sets of tyres are available on the Sunday. So teams are now going to have to choose what sets they run in which session. Um, so you're going to get a set of softs and a set of mediums for first practice rather than all of your sets and you use whichever ones you want, which is a bit strange. Um, what else? It's kind of annoying it, that they're also changing the because it, it says you know sprint qualifying the team's free to choose it means that yeah. if you're in the top ten you don't have to stick to the same set of tires. So yeah, yeah. Can you just start the race, the actual Sunday race. How many tires you want then? Well, that's See, what it seems to suggest. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when it says two remaining sets of tires, well, yeah, that's, 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 that's two, confusing like, me. What if you need to do a two stop? Exactly. Yeah. What if? What if you what if you start on mediums 
and get a puncture on the first lap. And you've <laughs> yeah, only got one <laughs> Yeah, you're screwed. Surely I that guess can't be right. T- you'll that probably find compound. so many. Well, I think we'll see a lot of hard tire running. Yeah. If you are, mm. if you only have two sets. Um, which is because it says uh, two it's remaining strange. sets. Maybe yeah. if you don't use both sets in your sprint qualifying, you can keep an extra set. Unlikely, I guess we'll find but... out. It'll, it'll be explained yeah. when I mean, the actual yeah, this, regulations are It's early days on. yet, so yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of like little nuances to figure out, but it's. I think the thing that's an, an irritating me about it is that it's the normal qualifying format when you go to Formula 2, it's like you have qualifying and then they invert the top 10 and then they do the sprint race. Yeah. So I kind of wanted something like that because yeah. I feel like I feel like the way it's going to go is going to have the standard qualifying and then you're going to do a sprint race which is just going to play out like the first half of a normal race and then it's going to stop and then that's the order, and it's going to resume. So essentially, we're going to have one and a half Grand Prix. Yeah. Well, everyone's going to be so cautious, aren't they? In well, the yeah. You, yeah. Because you yeah, crash, you're starting at the back, back. on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's why I'm hesitant, we'll say, about it. Obviously, we'll see how it goes, but I yeah. wish they did a, like, a top 10 flip or a. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I just saw. Um, Matty W2F1 tweeted saying like when lights go out on a Sunday the feeling is unmatched that's what the hype and anticipation build up to I think an extra race will take away from that I don't know because as I said like with Formula 2 and stuff um, there's still all the hype to the feature race yeah but also um, it's like Formula 1 so like uh, yeah. I'm guessing a lot more people will watch it so like most people sit down it's like oh yeah it's a race but it's like oh Another race. Yeah, but for, for those that just tune in for the race, they won't really yeah. notice anything different. True. Yeah, because they probably won't watch on a Saturday. Yeah. True. Um, it'll just be for the people that watch qualifying and the race. That yeah. It'll be, that it'll make differences for. Um, and the people that will make real differences for are folk like us that watch every single <laughs> session. Yep. Yeah. Analyze everything. <laughs> like with, well, with Formula 2, like they still have the, the emphasis towards the feature race because yeah. there's a higher points allocation for it. Yeah. So, Which will be the same for the sprint qualifying. Like There's only six points total on offer. Yeah. So I, I don't think it will... I don't want to say it won't detract much. I think it could... If it does end up playing out just like the first half of a Grand Prix, then I think it has the potential to detract from mm. a weekend, um, especially if everyone's like really cautious. Um, but if you've got someone like uh, Kimmy just absolutely going, I've got nothing to lose this weekend, it started the sprint race in P16 and then gets up to like P11 for the actual race then you know there's then, look, let's take it uh, Emola for example Perez qualifying P11 yeah imagine him in the sprint race fighting to come back through the field to get a good spot for Sunday yeah I, I guess it it depends on how well Friday qualifying goes yeah. that's that's going to be weird Friday yeah. qualifying what counts as a pole position for a start? Is it normal qualifying or 
Well, pole uh, position is always where you start the main race, so it'd be Saturday uh, qualifying. So how do we say that's pole position? <laughs> yeah, so is it Lewis Hamilton's 108th pole if he wins the Friday qualifying, but Verstappen wins the sprint race? Does he? <laughs> Both pole. Yeah, I guess that, that's, gets, yeah. that's the interesting And also, question. I don't know about qualifying on a Friday. I know F2, but that's slightly different, isn't it? I mean, qualifying on a Friday afternoon, for example, I mean, people are going to be, you know, Generally, more people are going to be at work, school, whatever, things mm. like that. And yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about it. It just, it just feels like Friday is for practice, and not something that actually counts towards the weekend. I feel like they should have done FP one, FP two, Friday, Saturday morning qualifying, quali race, yeah. yeah, yeah, Saturday afternoon race. Maybe increase the distance between quali and the sprint race a bit, so that if someone yeah. does do a Yuki Sonoda and bin it. The team has half a chance of repairing the car. I, I think that's why there's there's the gap. Yeah. Yeah. But also, what's it gonna do for like the engines, really? Because yeah. they have a race and a half, really, of go. Whereas, like, it's gonna kind mm. of slightly like ruin the engines. Well, yeah, I guess so essentially, we've for... added one and a half Grand Prix, yeah, so we've I got yeah. twenty-four it... and a half Grand Prix calendar now. Yeah. I don't know how much it will affect because the race will be under an hour True. so I guess it would be like if you were to be on track for all the practice sort of thing which no one is which no one yeah. is but well there was quite a lot there's, of on track running there's, there's always yeah. someone on track but it's never the same person is it like, yeah. for the whole but, hour but also in the sprint race someone could have started like P15 like say Perez started P15 for whatever reason and he's trying to fight his way from the back, that could ruin the engine for like the actual mm. race and then shorten the lifespan of it. So like that's where I'm like, mm. I guess I guess time will tell. Um we yeah. might see some changes to the regulations and stuff. All of that's still to be voted on. Um and we will keep you up to date when we get any news. Um so that wraps up episode five of the Turn Five podcast. Um, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Um, we're now available on Apple Podcasts and Deezer um, as of this week. That's confirmed. So do check us out there if you prefer. Um, leave us a like, comment, subscribe. Um, follow. Bring that uh, notification bell. Yeah, <laughs> all the all the standard stuff, and we will see you next Tuesday night at six pm. See you later. Bye now. Bye.